Ah, greetings, B-movie aficionados. Hello, welcome to A Couple of Flicks. I am Tristan. I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. And uh, today we're celebrating a particular holiday. Um, so, and, and because of that, we have decided to choose three uh, secret films that we shall talk about on this episode. So, yeah, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not what you thought it was going to be. <laughs> if you're following along. Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, it's good to kind of, you know... Um, jump the shark a little bit, you know, so. <laughs> throw a curveball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm never gonna complain about that. So, but happy 420, you know. Yeah, 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 buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. I guess before we talk about, um, yeah, you know, the films we we picked for this episode, though, do you guys want to briefly share? Or not brief. It doesn't have to be brief. But do you guys want to share anything that you've watched lately that you want to talk about? Uh, I saw Godzilla vs. Kong. It was okay. Excellent. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a lot of fun. A lot of meaningless plot in between the action. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's always the worst thing about all those movies. I haven't seen any of them. <laughs> Except for that, the Brian Cranston one. Was that in the same universe? Or is that a... Uh, I don't think so. That's I the mean, last Godzilla movie I saw. Ah, yeah. I I think it's separate. For, I, I mean, they, it has some of the same characters uh, that it had in Godzilla uh, King of the Monsters, which came out a few years ago. Or, like, three years ago, however many years ago. But, like, um, from what I understand, though, the Brian Cranston one is more, even though it sort of takes place in the same universe, it's more or less it's just its own thing. So, yeah, I never saw that other one. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't bad. It's just, you know, the human stuff kind of just bogged it down a lot. <laughs> it's you always know? the worst part of them, yeah. 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 <laughs> When I went to see um, Godzilla King of the Monsters in the theater, um, the scene where Vera Farmiga, there's a scene where Vera Farmiga's character gets on this giant screen and starts talking about how the human race is trash. <clears throat> and she says the exact same speech that they've said in like a dozen of those movies. And I noticed <laughs> that, that like um, that one of my friends who I was with like left the, um, left the theater at that at that point and then came back like roughly around the point that like she was done maybe like a minute after she was done and afterward he was like yeah I, i've seen that speech in all these movies i just didn't feel like hearing it this time <laughs> <laughs> nice that's good um but yeah this one's like related to the um the skull island one right yeah okay yeah did you see that one or? I didn't see all of it now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was not good. <laughs> I mean, it, which was disappointing because it was by the guy that did Kings of Summer, which is a movie I really like, but it was kind of a lame movie overall. I wasn't crazy about it. 
Um, did you just, did either of you uh, see the Snyder cut? I mean, uh, it's a little dated yet. now, but <laughs> really, damn. Yeah. I've uh, been trying to kind of will myself to watch it, but I haven't quite gotten there yet. So. Understandable. It's a long ass movie. Four yeah. Hours. <laughs> yeah, I saw the whole thing just because I was interested in it, and I mean, yeah. I, don't like, I don't like the DC universe or any of their superheroes or anything or superhero movies in general kind of you know i'll take yeah. them, leave them but i was just more interested in you know the background stuff and how all the politics and whatnot went down and it was a fine movie for four hours it went by and you know they had it was like chaptered out like six or seven chapters too so it had some good break times you could you know go to the bathroom grab some snacks that type of shit so it wasn't just flew by too for a four-hour movie and wasn't anything special but i never saw the original justice league either so i can't compare it to it so but it was fine (laughs) well i did see the original justice league so you can can imagine um heard bad things (laughs) it's yeah it's pretty terrible um yeah i don't remember half of it (laughs) yeah like it was it's like the kind of movie that just it felt like just a giant waste of time and like the more it went on the more I, it just felt pointless and just I don't know that was a rough one yeah. that, was, that was a really rough one that would, that might be my least favorite DC movie actually out of all these more recent ones which is saying a lot because you know I know a lot of folks aren't really too crazy about them but I don't know that Justice League movie was just I don't know it felt like it just it just was not fun at all. <laughs> I guess that that would be the way I would describe it. Yeah, and I can after seeing the four hour cut, I'm like, how could they turn this into a two and a half? Like, I would either think they would have to make it two movies or a four hour movie because, I mean, it was pretty well paced and well packed. They gave all the characters background and good time. You know, I heard they cut out Cyborg basically from the entire first movie, and he's basically the main character of this four-hour cut. So I'm just like, wow, how the hell did how the hell did this first one go? If Cyborg's not even in the first one, when he's practically the main character of this one, so yeah, his his country. I mean, I I know he was in the original, but I. I remember literally almost nothing he's done. He did. Like, yeah. Apparently all he did was like fly in, say a few lines and fly out. But in this one, he's basically in throughout the whole movie. So <laughs> that's so weird. <laughs> okay. like, I just... yeah. And then somebody was telling me that Zack Snyder wants to like release a new version that's in black and white or something, which is like, <laughs> I've heard that. Like... Yeah. <laughs> The thing is, like, they already, he, I feel like he already kind of went overboard shifting the aspect ratio, ratio to four by three. Yeah, I was just about to mention that. That's funny, too. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Snyder being Snyder, I feel. I guess so. I didn't mind it just because, you know, whatever. But of course, regular viewers, I'm sure, were like, what the fuck? I mean, I'm trying to picture because there were a lot of action scenes in Justice League. All, I mean, not, none that are memorable, but um, I'm just trying to picture like why they would shift it to four by three because you wouldn't really be seeing as much in four by three. So just, I don't know, it just seems like a strange choice. Like, I didn't really understand that. 
It was like, what? Are, and nobody these days really has four by three TVs, except for folks who, you know, really destined to hold on to their box TVs, like my dad. I mean, that's <laughs> about the only folks I can think of that still watch movies like in like literal four by three sized screens. Um, I don't mind when a movie is shot in four by three. It just seems strange yeah. for a superhero movie to be, you know? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and another just more recent movie I saw was unhinged uh, from by Russell, Russell Crowe's new movie ish. I think it's on yeah. <laughs> Do you, okay. you, you see that one? Oh, it's I haven't funny. saved. It's I, interesting. I, yeah, the the trailer made me laugh. Like, it made me laugh my ass. So I really want to yeah. see that one because yeah. Russell Crowe is just hilarious to me. Like, I'm just yeah. like, yes. Especially now, he's a big boy now. Yeah. <laughs> After oh, like from Gladiator for him being ripped to how he is now, it's like, damn, time has not been kind to you. <laughs> but I mean, whatever, it's fine. But, yeah. The movie itself was all right. It was just like a road rage. Russell Crowe's unhinged. He has road rage and terrorizes this girl. Yeah, road rage. The movie basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looked but, good. I yeah. Yeah, it was. I liked the whole thing, but it had a, like a Hollywood ending, which I was a little mm. disappointed in. But the premise yeah. was cool. Yeah, like. It lo- like I guess I maybe I shouldn't say it looked good, but it looked like like a fun like horror like it looked like something that would at least be entertaining. I guess, it was. What I'm it definitely yeah. was. Yeah, <laughs> just because of <laughs> how crazy Russell Crowe was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Straight yeah. up unhinged. Yeah. Um. Well, let's see. Um. I guess as far as what I've watched, I I mean I haven't really I I've been kind of I've been watching the oscar nominees and like yeah and um like i gotta say i'm not really crazy about most of them like the so far the only one that i've i've thought was like really worth seeing in my opinion was judas and the black messiah um i have not seen the father yet um but i saw i i've seen I think I've seen pretty much almost everything else. Let's see. I saw Chicago, the trial of Chicago seven, which was all right, but it didn't really like, I don't know. It wasn't really all that special in my opinion. Um, Let's see. I saw Mank, which I wasn't crazy about. I saw Nomadland, which I was disappointed with. Um, Let's see. What else did I saw? Minari was all right. I, I, that one was pretty good. That's what I want to. Yeah. That's the one I want to see the most. Yeah. That one I would recommend. I, I enjoyed that one. Um, and then what else did I what, what else? I like Steven Yeun. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. He does a great job and it, it is a worth it, it is worth seeing. It, it, it's actually very like it's an interesting story. You know, I do have some issues with it, but like, you know, it's it it's worth watching. Um, and then I'm trying to remember what else I I watched that were not that was nominated. Um I don't know. So far, like I said, I think Judas and the Black Messiah is the only one I, I actually thought was that pretty, really good, so. not pretty woman, but whatever. Promising young woman. Oh, yeah. 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 One. Promising one young woman. That one was, that one was pretty good, but it like, it kind of fell apart at the end a little bit. Uh, like darn. the screenwriters and the directors and everybody, like they wanted to kind of 
they wanted to sort of, I guess, introduce like some twists toward the end and kind of go more a little bit for the shock value, which worked for a while. But then like they kept on adding, then they added like another twist and then another twist. And then it was just like, they went too far with it. And then it kind of ended up seeing like, it just ended up kind of becoming really lame. Like in the last like five minutes or so, it just (laughs) kind of all fell apart really in a sort of embarrassing way. And yeah, it, that was the other one I wanted yeah. to see. Yeah, that one and yeah. Judas and the Black Messiah. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Judas and the Black Messiah is definitely worth watching, and I and I think you saw that one too, Zach, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was good. Um, but yeah, and Promising Young Woman was 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 good for the most part. It just it, and Carrie Mul- Carrie Mulligan did a really good job. Um, you know, in the in her, it wasn't her, it wasn't my favorite role of hers, but you know she did a good job in it um but it just sort of fell apart for me in the last act you know just not for any like specific reason more because it just stopped being believable i guess is what i is the way i feel you know and it's like for a movie that kind of relied on the realism uh, like up to that point it just seemed really stupid to just sort of end it in like a (laughs) fancy like cheesy dumb way that just was lame and boring you know and then um uh, Sound of Metal was also like pretty good, but well, it wasn't as good as I was hoping it would be. Again, like the the lead performance was excellent, and and like the it was well done, and sound design was good. But again, it just kind of ended up sort of falling into kind of like the same issue that P- Promising Young Woman had. It just it sort of went in a little bit of an easier kind of direction, and it, it's like, damn, you know, because like. And also, like, there's sort of an issue, I guess, with the with the message. Like, I, I don't mind the message. It, it's sort of exploring how, like, <clears throat> it's sort of exploring the controversy in the death community uh, surrounding the implants because some people are against that, huh. and um, and so it was sort of exploring that issue a little bit. And I felt like there were things they could have done a little bit better, you know, in regards to like that side of things because I actually do know deaf people who who are affected by that sort of thing and have like really strong opinions and so when i watched the movie i couldn't really help but like think of them and like sort of like what their perspective is and just like i guess what i'm trying to say is there's a lot of perspectives on Uh, this idea and i felt like sound of metal like did a pretty good job for the most part at showing like a particular perspective but then it sort of whittled it down to being just the only perspective and I don't know. I, I would have preferred something a little bit more broad, I guess, you know, personally. Hmm. And then um, let's see Nomadland, even though I like Francis McDormand, um, it just felt really diluted. Like after the first half an hour, because so, like the first half an hour of that movie, Nomadland, it kind of made it seem like it was going to be something really interesting, you know, because it's about this woman whose husband, you know, he dies of cancer and then she ends up falling into um you know a lot of financial troubles and she ends up homeless and living in her van and traveling around and you know um trying to kind of reestablish herself and so that's kind of how like the first half an hour started but then after that it just kind of became about nothing like she works at amazon she gets involved with some other guy and his family and then some other person and their family and then, <laughs> like it just kind of ended up going nowhere and then it ended 
And I was like, damn, that's kind of a disappointment. Like, I don't know. I'll watch it again. I think the hype might have killed it for me a little bit because hmm. a lot of people were telling me that it was like the best movie ever. Mm, I just, I don't know. I wasn't really crazy about it personally, but yeah. yeah Francis McDormand's always good. So Big yeah, movie, but, you know, you never know, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It just didn't connect with me, I guess. Like, and I was really like, I was in the right mood for it. I feel like I don't know. <sighs> Maybe it just isn't my kind of movie. Oh well, her life, her life ain't no fairy tale. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of fairy tales, oh shit! Look at you go. <laughs> you see that's that transition? <laughs> I thought I was pretty clever doing that. <laughs> that, one. that was a good one. <laughs> the first movie we're going to talk about is your choice nick yeah yeah it is hansel and gretel get baked (laughs) (laughs) which i and i don't mean to like um derail um but actually upon thinking about the title more and more i thought about like the, the story of hansel and gretel and how like it's about like a witch who wants to burn like she wants to bake um, a couple siblings in an oven and so I thought like maybe this is the movie where she finally succeeds because it's about Hansel and Gretel getting baked and, and I just that was just yeah. a thought that I had after I watched the movie <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know much about the reg. I mean is it a grim story tale? Grim, yeah. yeah yeah Grimm's fairy tale I know that you know a witch wants to eat kids and then the trail of breadcrumbs is where that whole whatever trope thing comes from is that moves that little story i guess uh, yeah pretty much yeah you nailed it that's, that's about all i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah they have to leave the house because they're st- they're like either you see i'm not even i'm not even sure if it's their mom or their stepmom but um she decides that sh- that she doesn't want to take care of them anymore and so they ditch the kids in the woods but like the kids already know because the kids are smart and they overheard their stupid parents talking about it. So they leave a trail of breadcrumbs, but then the crows end up picking, picking them off. And then they wind up at a gingerbread house and a witch wants to cook them. And then they end up outsmarting the witch and then they get on the back of a swan and go home. Huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah you knew more, <laughs> know more about it than I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so this is a stoner take on it um i mean i guess i'll start off with gretel's a stoner girl she's you know getting high with her boyfriend um with this i'm assuming what the in the story tale was like the forest they get lost in the black forest yeah assuming is what it's called in the story tale so, I'm gonna guess, yeah. <laughs> so the strain of weed that they're smoking is called Black Forest, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, um, they run out. You know, they they got the munchies. They're gonna make some gingerbread cookies. You know, haha, yeah, or ginger weed. I guess in this case, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they're out of weed. So um, Gretel's boyfriend goes to the dealer who is agnes um, mm. yeah laura flynn boyle yeah she's the only actress i heard of i don't know really what she's done but i definitely heard her name 
Yeah, there's. Uh, I think she's in this, and then Carrie Elways is in this in one scene, yeah. which was actually really funny. But you know, it's, yeah. Anyway, go on. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, well, anyway, uh, and then uh, Hansel is her brother. She's some type of photographer. I don't know, or he is. Uh, it's about it. It's about it for those two. That's all I can like a stoner girl and the photographer brother. Yeah. Um, but anyway, much, yeah. yeah like generic but, stoner, generic photographer. And that's yeah. kind of the most you get, you know, yeah. like, they're kind of just more defined by their behavior than anything else. So. Yeah. Uh, they're out of, they're out of the black forest. weed. the, the boyfriend, um, was it fucking, I don't remember his name. <laughs> Start, starts with a generic Ashton, name. Ashton, Ashton. Ashton. Okay. Yeah. He goes. Uh, he goes to pick up some more from the witch Agnes, who's an old. I mean, you could tell from the very start she's an old lady makeup, really bad old lady makeup too. Yeah. Like, you. Yeah. It's just not good looking at all. Yeah. When I saw her makeup, I thought the rest of the movie was going to be a comedy. But, yeah, yeah. Then it, right. then it it didn't end up being that. No, <laughs> so. no, it's a horror. Yeah, it's a stoner horror, more horror yeah. than anything else. Um, so he tries to get more weed, but she, I don't know, knocks him out somehow with, I don't know, laced weed or I forget. She uses different variations of knocking people out with like tea and shit throughout the movie. Mm. Uh, and then <laughs> he wakes. And he wakes up, up like, yeah, and he, he's like chained up or something. Yeah, he wakes up. He's chained on a bed, and he's like, you know, pleading for his life. And at first, he thinks he wants to, <laughs> that the witch wants to like, you know, have his her way with him sexually. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, you can blow me, but that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> And then she said, oh, I think I'll just eat you. And he was like, oh, you mean like swallow? Uh, okay. That's weird, but okay. And then she fucking stabs him in the eye and just was like, oh, shit. When I saw that. Nice eye stabbing and then like eats the eye straight up. And uh, Yeah, it was pretty gruesome. I was like, whoa, oh yeah. my gosh, this movie ain't messing around. Nope. Got some gore effects in this throughout. Yeah, uh, yeah. pretty decent ones too. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, she feeds. I don't know. She eats some of his leg. I guess I don't know. He has a body parts chopped off. Uh, feeds some of them to her dog. Uh, mm. She has like a hellhound type dog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but she keeps true, alive yeah. for for a little while at least. Yeah. Um, um what do you think of the dog's performance, by the way? <laughs> it was fine, I guess. Yeah. Just growled yeah. a bunch. Uh there was one kind of weird ish scene where I mean what later on, way later, is he's chasing the dog's chasing someone through you know the maze, but it was like right on the it was like you could like the dog was almost passing him at some points when they're, you know, doing a chase. So I was like, uh not that great of a chase scene but (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
Oh yeah, and I guess it may have been the I guess he because he ate some of uh, the gingerbread, which a gingerbread house that may have been what knocked him out because she told him not to eat it, but uh, he found like Nazi stuff in there and like other people's <laughs> IDs and shit. <laughs> it was like, yeah. So you get that she's probably been around a while. Uh, yeah, he starts putting two and two together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which wasn't hard i mean it is called handsome gretel you know although although the one issue i kind of had with this movie though well i mean i guess it's not really that much of an issue um when you compare it to like well okay we're you know that's not important but like um i kind of felt like she wasn't really much of a witch she kind of was more of a vampire yeah i know this is Pretty much. I mean, she didn't suck the blood, but she sucked the soul essence of them, I guess, is what she yeah. was doing. Uh, I mean, she, she, she didn't perform any spells or anything like witches do. She didn't, she, like, turn anybody into toads or anything. She controlled some, like, the weed, you know? She, like, tra- that's how she like, trapped Gretel later. She made the weed grabber and she... Okay. Did the thing with the hose with that one dude and Oh yeah. Okay, I forgot she, about that stuff. She did she did a little bit of magic, I guess. Yeah. Not not too much. Yeah. She was mostly like most of her kills were like just stabbings and shit. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. <I'm> like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, yeah. Um Gretel's on the search for her boyfriend that's now been missing because, you know. He's been gone a while, and he's supposed to come back with with the weed so they can eat them cookies. Uh, and I thought, like, while she was on the search, she ran into some kids. I thought a little funny scene was like, they're just like, "Up yours, lady." And she was like, "What are you talking? Why don't talk like that?" And like, his, like there was two kids, and the older one was like, "Sorry about him. He's you know got to remember he's only five, but also screw you." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'd like to apologize for my brother. But also screw you so she's on the hunt yeah on the hunt for him she goes to their dealer which is i don't know some his name is manny i guess or something like that mm. uh, and she lets him know that where agnes lives she goes there I forget the first time she goes there alone, right? Or does she go there yeah. with her brother? I think she goes there by herself. If, from what I remember, um, I oh no, I Gret- no Gretel or no Hansel does give her a ride. My notes say so. <laughs> right, but did he go in with her though? I can't remember. Yeah, eventually she went. In, she went in first. She was oh, to- that's it. Because okay. he was looking for a parking spot. He was like, oh, I almost had to park in Colorado to get here. She <laughs> kept trying to, like... Uh, kind of a timely joke, I guess. Yeah, she was trying to get him to uh, drink tea, to, I guess, to make her pass out. But, you know, Hansel showed up right in the nick of time before she took that first sip. And she's like, oh, no, it's probably cold by now. Uh <laughs> And she basically uh, just ushers them out that time. Okay. And, uh, there's a little and, side, and I mean, 
so nothing happens with the first time just gretel's a little suspicious yeah old old lady which i'd be too because just because of how she looks all maked up like this doesn't look like an old lady yeah she looks like some kind of false (laughs) false identity person yeah Yeah, it's like somebody wearing like a face like a face plaster to try and disguise their identity (laughs) or something like that pretty much (laughs) she's just acting weird anyway uh I mean, there's this little tiny subplot with, like, an electrician. Like, in the very beginning of the movie, like, the first scene was an electrician getting eaten. Because he he noticed that the power wattage was, like, through the roof. And and then he looked down (laughs) under the basement and saw weed growing. And he's like, aha, I knew it. And then he just gets, like, sucked in through, like, a basement window. (laughs) Fucking, like, it in a sewer type scenario kind of thing <laughs> yeah that was funny yeah, yeah but i don't know why they really had to do that because it was like five minutes screen time total with this whole electrician subplot yeah he i mean he really didn't even need to be in the movie but yeah just a cameo carrie ellis pretty much you know so yeah, he which... looked familiar i didn't know who he was but he looked familiar it's dr He's gordon from, from saw yeah, oh, there okay. you go. <laughs> yeah. He's in like Princess Bride and like um what was that Jim Carrey movie? Um I know he was in like a Jim Carrey movie and then he was also in Twister. He played like the douchebag rival tornado chaser. Uh, <laughs> Which <laughs> I mean the more I think about Twister the more the plot just gets dumber and dumber but he he was like the guy who gets like um killed by the oh spoilers for people who haven't seen twister he's the guy who gets killed by the tornado at the end <laughs> oh very descriptive of that movie. <laughs> uh, so oh yeah and then also isn't there like a subplot about like um the oh wait no never mind that's 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 a little later never mind go on sorry okay. for interrupting no 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 worries um they call the cops since nothing happened or they tried to question her, but, um, Oh yeah. yeah. That was kind of a really weird dose of realism. Cause like, it was pretty much just about like, okay, if you don't, if you don't have, if you haven't actually witnessed anything or don't have any proof, then we're not interested. Like that kind yeah. of thing, which is unusual because like a lot of times, like, I don't, I don't know. In the past, people like the cops used to be a lot harder about that kind of thing. So, but yeah, and it was it was played off because uh, her boyfriend had some possession charges or whatever. So they're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, he's just another stoner, whatever." And yeah. this, I guess, I'm assuming was also this. Ta- this also takes place in a the period of where weed was semi legal in California, mm-hmm. like medicinal people were generally anyone who wanted to smoke it could but it still wasn't rec- I think if I can remember correctly it wasn't recreational in this movie yet but it was basically recreational through medical whatever that, that was the legality of weed in this movie I'm pretty sure so so, that, so that's why they were like well she's having an intent to sell and then Hansel was like, yeah, she's selling, but they weren't snitching. They couldn't snitch on people. So yeah, so they couldn't, you know, give them probable cause to search the old lady's place. 
Yeah, I think uh, at one point she's like, "Didn't Manny say so?" And then it's like, "Who's Manny?" And it's like one of those kinds. Of yeah, like, he's like, "Oh, yeah. no, buddy." Speaking yeah. of Manny, yes, he's the uh, the their dealer, and he gets after all of this. He gets confronted by a group of gangsters uh, because he's their you know middleman or whatever. Their street street guy selling their weed, but. <clears throat> He hasn't been selling their weed. He's been selling Agnes's weed, which gets him in trouble. Uh, he gets, uh, I don't know why they send him back over just to warn her, I guess, warn the witch. And, I think so. Uh, yeah, that's, which, <laughs> which I, I can't remember exactly why, but, you know. Which yeah, at this point, yeah. Which, yeah, it's, it's definitely, I think, just to warn her. Um, that, you know, stop selling on our turf kind of shit. Uh, and at this point, she's a little younger, still looks oldish because he, he, he record, he still recognizes her as an old, as the witch yeah. or as Agnes, who he bought from. But she definitely has yeah. less makeup at this point because she's, she sucked the life of the boyfriend at this point. I was going to say she looked exactly the same, except she had less plaster on her face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep. So, um, and she takes, it was fun. Like she takes the, uh, cell phone from, uh, the, the, the Manny guy and like sends a text message to the dealers, like calls them a, a pretty derogatory word. Yeah. That part kind of confused me a little bit. Cause it did it. I mean, well, I mean, well, now that you're explaining it, it makes sense. But when I was watching it, it I was like, yeah. Anyway, go on. But sorry. Yeah, nope. Um, but, you know, uh, Manny gets killed. Uh, forget. I think he just gets his neck cut. I think he's that's the only way he dies. Yeah, it's pretty fast. Just kind of like yeah. a kind of generic throat slit, which was, again, gruesome. But yeah. Yep. And then uh, people, uh, the the drug dealers show up to the 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 witch's place. I guess um, was the net because like it's it's a little running joke. Eventually, that like people keep just knocking on her door, and she's like, "God damn it!" <laughs> you know, at the end of the movie, eventually, she's like, "Oh, what now?" But uh, this time, it's yeah. um, the drug dealers coming to intimidate her. And this time she's a lot younger uh, from sucking Manny's soul. She's like, oh, we're looking for an old lady, but you're a hot younger lady. Um, Yeah, that was, yeah. I think that like by that point, you know, I mean, it was, it was at the point that like Hansel and Gretel were more or less like pretty much ready to kind of like go for it. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way do you want to like take care of your dog possibly can you hear that yeah well a little bit but i mean it's not it's not distracting me but if 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 it's distracting you i mean i can imagine it's distracting you so um i just it's good now (laughs) it's good now oh okay okay yeah i was just trying to make sure she wouldn't keep going okay yeah but i think my mom's calming her down Uh, (laughs) so Okay, yeah. So the the gangsters are there. She 
is you know has a gun to her head. They uh, and she takes them down to the gross cellar, <laughs> which was a pretty impressive one. I yeah. guess, like there's like uh, the part where she killed the boyfriend was uh she's like she explains all oh, this used to be a mortician place or whatever it's and then she leads them to where she's growing which is a huge ass it's a bomb shelter i guess that she converted yeah. to a grow room and it's huge it's fucking gigantic and yeah then... it's pretty impressive actually <laughs> yep uh and then she just starts killing them off uh which I think the the coolest death was the main guy of the movie was the main guy's death, the main mm. gangster. I mean, uh, yeah, she like she like enchanted a hose to hang him up, and then she like spigots him like from like a a, a garden hose spigot type thing, and yeah, you know, turns the faucet on, and blood's just dripping into the the uh, just a bucket. Yeah, um, that was messed up. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm I, I'm I'm kind of a sucker for the um, and I don't know why I am because I know a lot of people find these kinds of death scenes really annoying, but I'm always a sucker for um, failed rescue scenes. Like I love the scene in The Shining involving the failed rescue, and then also the scene in House of a Thousand Corpses with the police officers and that one girl's father getting slaughtered by the firefight clan. And this movie had sort of a really brief one of those with the two cops, although that was more toward the end, I guess. But, oh, my cat's <laughs> barging in. <laughs> Speaking of animals. <laughs> yeah. Um, then the one, I don't know, there's a, there was two. One guy gets <laughs> chased by the dog, which was that chase scene I was talking about, mm. into, a, into a cage in the middle of the, the, the black forest. Because at this point, they kind of make a, the direct allusion to that, you know, this forest of weed is like the black forest in the, the fairy tale. Yeah. And then the big guy, the bigger gangster, he finds M- Manny, uh, who's a zombie now. So, like, I guess the people she takes her the life force from turns into zombies, and he fights them off, pushes them off the edge, but then she just you know, stabs him in the head with something. I don't know what. So he's dead. Uh, so the zombie yeah. thing would have been cool if they elaborated on that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. She just had a bunch of zombie henchmen <laughs> throughout and she was telling them to sick him, get him. She just like, yeah. you know, whatever, get him. Yeah. If they'd appeared throughout, that would have been like really interesting, but I don't know. They wanted to save it for the end, I guess. So. Yep. So that's basically that part of the movie where the gangsters try to intimidate her but end up failing. Yeah. The only one left alive is the guy in the cage. Then uh, we get back to the whole, which is, I guess, I guess it took a little bit to get back to Gretel and them. Gretel, Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little, little side detour of that movie. Um, she's looking... She's a, of course she's going down, walking down the street, uh, and notices that Manny, the drug, like the street drug dealer that we met, uh, her her girlfriend's also looking for Manny, and they, you know, put two and two together that the last place they were both found, seen were uh, at Agnes's or whatever. 
So they team up. It defies a little plan to do some B and E, some breaking and entering. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they don't they even say that out loud too? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was just, that was dumb. Yeah, it was pretty dumb. But um, the 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 drug dealer girlfriend. I don't remember her name. Uh, she's you know the distraction. She's I guess like. She goes in, you know, oddly is <laughs> flirting with her because she's, again, <laughs> younger. She keeps getting younger throughout the movie. And uh, at this point, she's like, she like, is it getting hot here or is it just the weed? And she, like, you know, undoes her blouse. And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> and it's, like, working, too. And I'm like, what? Why? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I was surprised that they were just they were trying it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Uh, it was actually. I mean, because she started like sucking on the girl, like the witch started sucking on the finger too, and like yeah, like it was definitely absurd. But I don't know. At that point, it kind of worked. I mean, it was yeah. I mean, it was, but it was kind of like oh god, like this again. You know? <laughs> yeah, and it was. Uh, and this was all go- taking place while Gretel was breaking in, like, into the basement looking for people. Yeah. Uh, she, of course, made noise, as yeah. as they do in these movies. <laughs> then, yeah. It's like, oh, shoot. Oops. Like, right. <laughs> so then, like, you know, she knocks out the girlfriend to go deal with Gretel. Uh which brings us to the part where <laughs> the breadcrumbs come in. She, oh, yeah. She hears the dude in the cage, the gangster that was stuck in the cage. Uh, and then she's like, whistle. And I can, or, you know, to locate him. And then she has a bag of Skittles that she, uh, you know, places instead of breadcrumbs to get out. Because yeah. it is like that Black Forest maze. It's like a, she places the thing of Skittles. Yeah. Although, unfortunately, you know, because this is a weed-themed movie, it also <laughs> means that a particular, <laughs> a particular somebody gets a case of the munchies. Right? Yeah. the The girlfriends, you know, running from whatever, running from her, and then trips and lands in front of a skittle and is like, "Ooh, a skittle! Okay, <laughs> yummy! <laughs> Taste the rainbow." <laughs> <laughs> like they're so specifically placed you'd think like it wouldn't have been a smart but you know maybe she was so stoned that she didn't really think about that yeah I don't yeah, know. she yeah. took a few hits upstairs so she yeah. had the munchies yeah I mean it is possible to be that stoned where you look at the ground and see a trail of skittles and, and you don't think about the fact that it's a trail you just think about the fact that it's skittles yeah, you know, and then you don't think about the fact that they're on the ground, and then it's like, oh yeah, wait, did I eat those? <laughs> All right. So yeah, eventually Gretel gets captured by by the weed maze closing in on her because yeah. witch stuff. Yeah. Bianca, Bianca was the girl. That's it. Name. Yeah. She's I, also cool captured. Name. Yeah. Yeah. So. <clears throat> So they're all captured now in that cage. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I knew was going to happen as soon as I saw course. that cage. Right. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's big enough to fit the whole cast in. So. 
Okay, so during, I guess, next part would be that she sucks the life of the gangster in front of them and grows younger. And they're like, what the fuck? She's a witch. Um, Something about the way you said that was funny. That's how it went down. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, And then Hansel finally shows up, too, because, I don't know, Gretel left him a message on his computer that she's going back. Uh, And then, yeah, he gets captured. He's like, he shows up. He's like, oh, I was, is your mom around? He's because she's super, <laughs> she's normal, with no makeup at this point, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And yeah. I was looking, I was looking for Agnes. And I don't know. He gets lured in there too. Uh, he gets s- slabbed on that table. I don't, I didn't, yeah. I missed, I missed how they got out of the cage. Um, I know they. I, I know they put the dog to sleep because they. She set the dog to guard him, and she was like, "Oh, it's like a Cerebus dog. If you sing to it, it'll go to sleep." And did they get that? Because I know she was after the keys, but she got captured. I don't know if she got the keys. I guess she must have to get out. Cause somehow they get out of okay. yeah, I don't remember either. Yeah, what Some, <laughs> they put the dog to sleep and somehow get out of the cage. The two yeah. girls. Yeah. I think that uh, you, I forget if they both make it out of the cage. Yeah. Says, I don't know. Too oh, they definitely. They definitely got. They both got out of the cage. Because uh, yeah. they they save. Uh, you know they find Hansel strapped to the thing as they're making the escape, and then. Bianca gets like, she's like standing in front of the door saying, Come on, let's go, let's go. And, ah! and then, like, okay. f- falls down, and like the witch is holding her heart. And like, yeah, oh, I remember shit. that part. Yeah. yeah, that's how she dies. Yeah. Uh, and was that, and, and was that before or after the cops? I don't remember exactly. Uh, I think it was after. Okay, yeah. yeah. So eventually the cops do show up, and that's when she gives that exasperate, oh, what the fuck is this now? Uh, yeah. Who is this now? She doesn't even, like, she just opens the door and just blasts them. <laughs> that's all she yeah. does. She's like... And then, yeah. I just, that was so interesting. I don't know. That was my favorite scene in the movie, because, like, I just... I don't know. Something <laughs> yeah. about, like, casually killing people and then just moving on as if it was nothing. Like, there's, there's no better way to... to to demonstrate your villainy than just casual murder, you know? Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, she had other shit she, she was dealing with. She had three people running amok down in her grill room, so she had yeah. to... She had to, she didn't have to like, she had no time, time for this. I ain't, yeah. time. I ain't gonna waste time with the cops, you know? Fuck them. Die. <laughs> yeah. Boom. The end. But I mean, that's almost basically the end of the movie, really. Like, she saves Hansel, they get out. Like, there's a little fight scuffle that I blinked and missed. Somehow, the witch gets. It's not even. You know, you're lucky you missed it. it I literally, I was watching and I was like, wait, now now the witch is inside the cremator? Yeah, it was. It was really stupid. That's kind of when the movie fell apart for me. Yeah, (laughs) the very last five minutes was just rushed. 
rushed yeah. to hell. She saved her brother, pushed the witch in the cremator. Uh, yeah. And then they're outside. <clears throat> yep. And then that's pretty much the end of the movie. Like, the co- and the cops lived it. as well because they were wearing Kevlar. <laughs> yeah, which I was a little disappointed by. Not because I advocate cop killing or anything like that, but just because like it would have made the character more villainous. It would have been a good twist. The cops Particularly- were also assholes oh, yeah. as well. <laughs> At least the exactly, guy cop yeah. was a douche. The guy cop was definitely a douche. Yeah, I think that it would have been it would have been better if they had just left them dead. You know, it's like, yeah, sad. That's it's a horror movie. Like, yep. Sorry. Yep. And then the little, little ending ending was <laughs> there was a black oh, yeah. cat, the black cat out in the street and like the electrician general manager guy that I guess that's the whole point of it. Of this subplot was him. Uh, he takes a black cat. He's like, "Oh, you're cute." Takes him into the car, and then you know, murder sounds. And then, yeah. then you see like you know Agnes or whatever adjusting the rearview mirror, and she, her face is in the mirror. Yeah, credits. She's still alive. Yeah, and Hansel and Gretel. They're still alive. Yep, they make it yeah. out unscathed. They got big. <laughs> Yeah, but, they did. <laughs> yeah. But not for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I guess that's that's pretty much it, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Was there much else to it, really? I mean... No. <laughs> no. Okay. It ends real fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well... It was a pretty simple little horror stoner movie or stoner horror, whatever the genre is, you know, it's like, yeah, Hansel and Gretel, Laura Flynn Boyle being a vampire kind of, and, you know, there's a black cat stuff. So I guess that's kind of a witch thing. And then like, so there's an oven where she cooks people, but it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Screamates them mostly. <laughs> yeah. That's about it really. For fertilizer. <laughs> yeah. Um <sighs> I mean I was entertained by it, you know, maybe because I was in the right state of mind for it, but <laughs> Yeah, I said um I gave it three stars, which is yeah. I guess all things considered fairly high, but just because I thought it was an, an interesting take on the Hansel and Gretel's story. Um, I mean, it was well shot and well acted as well. Like, yeah, I agree. Actually, like, it was um, like, you could tell the folks who like <clears throat> were like um, the folks who made it, you know, they actually were trying to kind of aim for a little bit of mood here and there. I mean, like they didn't go overboard with it. They kind of they kept it a little bit like low key, like a like suburban nightmare type of tale. And uh, I don't know. I felt like the darkness was appropriately dispensed overall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my so yeah, it was the pluses or you know that. But I it was just an original, like a plain kind of horror movie. Just yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the lame yeah. ending as well was my other. <laughs> negative but yeah yeah three stars from me <laughs> yeah the the ending is really what keeps me from like wanting from liking it more i mean i think 
if you take out like all the, I mean when you think about it all the weed stuff isn't really necessary to the plot it, there, there could have been a million other different ways for them to have shown up to, at our house but I like the fact that they went in that direction because it was a little <laughs> bit unusual um, if you take that stuff out um, and you and you fix the ending I feel like this this would be like um, kind of an ideal sort of starter pack horror movie I guess you could say like <laughs> like you said it is kind of a plain movie and it it doesn't it doesn't break too many of the cliches um i felt like it played a little a little bit too safe at times i feel like it could have been a little bit more nasty and mean-spirited um especially because of like some of the earlier scenes i was hoping that they would kind of keep that like dark momentum going yeah um yeah uh but overall like i didn't mind it you know i'd give it like like a two to a three. I'm kind of divided. Really, the ending is the main kind of thing that I, I think hinders it the most, you know, because if it had ended in like a really shocking way where, you know, maybe Hansel and Gretel actually did get baked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would have been a cool ending, you know? Right. You know, but overall, like, if you're looking for like a kind of, you know, gory enough. Yeah, it's, a, it's you, yeah. not all right. It had like all right kills, I guess. Yeah, not the best. One or, two, one or two good ones, but other ones were yeah. cliche, boring. But yeah, the ones that were good were were like you could tell they they did like do really like a lot of work with, and you know it was effective. It was effective in its own way. So yeah, I just like I would have preferred more. So. Definitely, yeah, yeah. I uh, I gave it a two. Uh, I had seen this one before, but I did not enjoy it as much as I did the first time I saw it. Oh, really? <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I just wanted a little more from it. Like, I think yeah. it would have been better if it was in an actual forest, not in just one location in a house. Mm. Yeah, like a forest of weed <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe some more fairy tale elements too yeah the witch stuff wasn't that great <laughs> agreed you know but at least she turned into a cat you know? <laughs> got that so. yep yeah speaking of cats oh, oh shit oh shit look at you. <laughs> oh, you're on a roll man holy yeah. shit <laughs> Okay, so my pick, um, and I guess I'm, I guess I'm, I, I'm, I guess this is, would, would be the second animated film we've done, is the 1972 Ralph Bakshi picture, Fritz the Cat, um, which is based on the comic strip by R. Crumb, which, you know, by the way, just to kind of quickly mention, I, I did sort of glimpse through like some of the like um the like what like the comic strip was like and um just to kind of compare and contrast and um i don't know that that seemed a a little bit different from this but i'll talk about why you know as we get into this uh but the reason i chose this one is because well for a few reasons i chose it because i heard it was a good stoner movie um I chose it because I sort of faintly I saw I'd seen it like a long 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 time ago at I think I think my dad or somebody was having like a party 
and it, it was on and that's how I saw it. And so I probably didn't watch it in the most ideal environment. <laughs> and, um, and so I was kind of curious to re to just revisit it. And also I was like, I was basically a kid when I saw it, I was pretty oh, young geez. And, and I don't, I did, like, none of it made any sense to me. It would just seemed like really strange and weird. And I just remember like a lot of sex and drugs and just not really knowing what the hell was going on. That's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how and, I felt uh, watching it this time, too. I was like, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck am I watching? Yeah, I mean, this movie is... Um, and, you know, I actually, when we were talking about doing a 420 episode, I thought that I was... I, like, I was thinking about being really cruel and choosing something that was, like, really trippy and fucked up, like the Holy Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was tempted to choose that one. And uh, I was also tempted to choose Climax, which is a horror movie about people having a bad trip. Um, <laughs> but I decided to be nice this time and choose Fritz the Cat. But I don't know, like after watching it, maybe that wasn't the right choice. <laughs> this was pretty out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and like you yeah. messaged us when you were watching it, you're like, it's all I can say is it's classy. <laughs> yeah. And that was through my mind the entire time watching. I was like, okay, <laughs> this is so classy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't know how else to describe it because it was very 70s. Like, very 70s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like uncomfortably 70s. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's like a million things that happen in this movie. I don't even know where to begin. Uh, it starts off like he's on a campus i don't know maybe it'd be a better idea to weird read the plot summary actually because <laughs> i i'm not even quite i think i know like i i could probably piece it together but i know i'm gonna miss something so i i don't know do you want to read the plot, plot summary and like we kind of just respond to it because like that might be just a better way to do it it's one of those types of movies so. that works got it pulled up all right okay uh in the 60s, at Washington Square Park in Manhattan, hippies have gathered with guitarists to sing protest songs. Uh, the titular anti-hero of the story named Fritz, a cat, and his buddies show up in an attempt to meet girls. So I guess, for, I guess just to kind of, um, I, I guess, give this a little bit of a, a prologue. Um, this is the first X-rated uh from what i understand animated movie and it uh, the the general plot concerns uh a, you know a cat like an anthropomorphic cat who does drugs and has a lot of sex and that's kind of the basic premise but the plot itself is very complex <laughs> yeah it had a a, a, a its own song too or whatever theme song or something. Yeah. <laughs> one of the yeah. lines is just like he's friends with all the guys and gets with all the women kind of. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean right from minute one you know what language they're speaking you know it's just, yeah. it's the skeezy x-rated cartoon style like thing yeah you know? which i didn't even know they made back in the 70s i guess <laughs> My <laughs> cartoons were more sacred back then. I guess not. <laughs> yeah, not in this now, case. Yeah, now adult cartoons are all over. But <laughs> yeah, these days they're like these days. It's it's actually in some ways like 
more daring when you don't do an adult cartoon you know because like a lot of the most like acclaimed cartoons that exist these days you know like rick and morty and things like that are really geared more for like adults and uh or or at least that kind of mindset so so in a way this movie was pretty ahead of its time you know for the early 70s but I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, only because I can't really think of anything else like it that was made around the time other yeah, than yeah, maybe yeah. like Dirty Duck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and maybe some Japanese anime too, but. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, campus. Uh, when a trio of attractive women walk by, Fritz and his friends exhaust themselves trying to get their attention, but find that the girls are more interested in the crow standing a few feet away. The girls attempt to flirt with the crow, making unintentionally condescending remarks about black people, while Fritz looks on in annoyance. Okay, yeah. And didn't the crow... There was something the crow said that actually made me laugh really hard. I was like, "Holy crap!" Like, um, I don't remember what it, what what he said, but like, it was ba- okay. So, all right, so the, yeah, this movie does have a little bit of a head of a head on its shoulders um, because the crow characters in this movie are supposed to represent like the black community, mm-hmm. and right at the like within the first five minutes of the movie, you see a group of college girls doing something that. Um, really people on both sides of the political spectrum are guilty of doing, um, which is like being condescending about, yeah, like what the plot summary said, essentially, uh, talking to somebody of a different race, uh, less out of acceptance and more because you want to sort of push what you want them to be or what you feel like they are in your mind as if like your your opinion is supposed to be like the be all end all or whatever yeah. it's kind of one of those sort of things you know, and like them trying like, to trying to be allies but really yeah. just trying to make themselves look good and they just it's yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah exactly which i feel like <clears throat> when people do that it tends to alienate a lot of folks who are in like minority groups and um it definitely yeah. happens to black people so yeah, and the crow saw right there. He was just like, "Eh, screw you, ladies," or something. I don't. He did. I remember. I know what you mean when he's he said something yeah. funny before he flew off. But, yeah, yeah, he's like, "Yo, I ain't no jive ass." Yeah, like, yes. I forget exactly what he jive said. ass word you can't yeah. say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like it was like it was funny because they were flirting with him and stuff, and they were trying to like, but he kind of said it in a really like uh like in an unexpected he didn't have like a because the, they i think they were expecting him to have like a like a deep voice and they were expecting him to kind of like you know be like all intimidating and stuff and instead he be ended down up with it, being yeah. more like oh oh no i'm not that kind of way like yeah because yeah, he was like more brooding his head was down the whole time and it was like a couple minutes of them like you know saying stupid shit and then eventually yeah. he speaks up and just like you know yeah just typical just talking about like like, um just saying some stuff about like reading all of james baldwin's works and all that stuff but then then not like providing any context and all that yeah and one of them said (laughs) said yeah the closest to the blacks is the jews and i'm jewish (laughs) (laughs) that was funny i actually like this movie made me laugh a lot actually 
like because of the time it was made into i couldn't tell if it was being racist or just like or and i don't know who made it either so i wasn't saying couldn't tell if it was being racist or uh saying something about or like you know what fuck yeah you know well i mean in the 70s it was hard to tell and in the 60s it was hard to tell too uh so the way i see it satire that's that's the word i was looking for oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) easy word i couldn't think of i mean there there are some satiric elements to this movie but um i would say because of the time it was made in and because these issues were sort of they were all sort of inhabiting a really gray area i'd i'd say ultimately like if if the movie inspires discussion then i guess it doesn't really matter you know but that's we're discussing it here (laughs) that's true yeah i mean we've already spent five minutes talking about the first five minutes You know, and this movie was about seventy-two minutes long. So if we aren't careful, then this review is going to end up being seventy-two minutes long as well. <laughs> so right. I shall try not to dwell too much on every single thing. But there, this movie actually did give me a lot to think about, though. Even though it was an X-rated cartoon, was it actually X-rated or? Yeah, I mean, I I looked it up, and I mean, as time went on, I think people were like, okay, the X rating doesn't really mean anything anymore. So. I think it's these like, days it's considered like unrated or NC seventeen. Yeah, NC seventeen is what it says on the wiki. It definitely, okay. probably like I, I think it may have had the most boobs of any movie we've seen on this podcast so far. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think they were animated. <laughs> there were boobs in pretty much every, almost every other minute of the movie. Yeah. It felt like I mean, yeah. characters were just having nip slips all the time, just randomly. Yeah. There like even characters visual. that weren't even important yeah, yeah exactly there was one visual too of fritz just walking down like a hallway that was made of boobs was like, just that one frame alone was more boobs yeah. than we've seen in the entire movies we've done yeah no, this movie is boob central i mean you want boobs you got them they're illustrated you know yeah. 2d mind you hand drawn but yeah <laughs> <laughs> on animals as well <laughs> oh yeah that too yeah. <laughs> anthropomorphic animals as well yeah which you know i mean you know might appeal to some folks but i don't know it was wasn't really my cup of tea but you know it doesn't mean i'm not like i'm not offended by it or anything but it's like eh, you know yeah but yeah anyway so so yeah they were talking to the the guy yeah uh, suddenly, the crow rebukes the girls with a snide remark, indicates that he is gay, and walks away. Fritz laughs at this and then invites the girls to seek the truth, bringing them up to his friend's apartment where a wild party is taking place. Okay. Since the other rooms are crowded, Fritz drags the girls into the bathroom, and the four of them have an orgy in the bathtub. Yeah, so this is this is about at the ten minute mark. And, <laughs> this is where uh, I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, and uh, yeah, that, they they go for it. I mean, it's it's just like sex scene after sex scene. You know, like when they say that this cat does drugs and has sex. Like, yeah, that's that's mostly all he does. You know? Yeah, he does yeah. get with the women. Yeah, I mean, at one point he accidentally starts a race riot, but that's later on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> race war Uh, honestly yeah Yeah. (laughs) um but yeah the sex scenes were good um 
the three way was funny. <laughs> like I um and then uh, more characters kind of gradually sort of gather up and the whole party kinda... just joins in into the tub. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And at that point he kind of just sits back in in a state of dissatisfaction. So he He's just like... decides to smoke more weed. <laughs> You know, and then all the other characters do the same while they're having sex. It's pretty funny. It inspires some pretty funny dialogue, actually. Yeah, and I noticed there was just one guy, too, in the corner reading a book. <laughs> while everyone else was in the bathroom having an orgy. Yeah, that was great. Um, let's see, there was an aardvark who got depressed because he didn't feel the weed... Uh, yeah. like the effects of the weed and like <laughs> yeah he was like how do i know if i'll feel it oh you'll know <laughs> yeah and um you know then when he doesn't she kind of like comforts him and it i don't know that was a surprisingly emotional strange little comedic moment Meanwhile, two bumbling police officers portrayed as pigs, of course. Yep. <laughs> yeah, how could they not be? Yeah. Um, portrayed as pigs, one of them Jewish, uh, arrived, arrived to raid the party. As they walk up the stairs, one of the party goers finds Fritz and the girls in the bathtub. Several others jump in, pushing Fritz to the side where he takes solace in marijuana. The two officers break into the apartment but find that it's empty because everyone has moved into the bathroom. Uh, Fritz takes refuge in the toilet when the Jewish pig enters the bathroom and begins to beat up the partygoers. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. That was surprisingly kind of brutal. You know, the cops were sort of taking some liberties, which, you know. Yeah, for the 70s, it was like your stereotypical cop beatings and then. One of the yeah. cops, too, was having his way with one of the party goers. <laughs> oh, yeah. That one girl who, you know, was, you know, so stoned that she didn't even care. But, like, yeah. he, like, kind of picked her up and started basically just fondling her and doing his thing. And she was just kind of giggling and laughing. And it was like, I guess that's the 60s for you. but. It was just kind of unusual because it was a cop. Well, yeah. <laughs> and of course, the size differentiate dif- difference sort of made it a little uncomfortable to look at. But you know, again, it's animated, so that's how it goes. This movie actually, okay, this is going to be a weird comparison, but this movie actually kind of reminded me a little bit of Zootopia, like, um, <laughs> like as far as like how they were kind of establishing like the social structures of the of the different animal species like i mean it wasn't like the same kind of thing obviously but yeah, i could sort of see how like maybe Di- like maybe somebody in the disney department might have taken a look at this movie and was like hmm we should try something like that you know <laughs> like i mean yeah yeah <laughs> Um, as the pig becomes exhausted, a very stone Fritz jumps out, grabs the pig's gun, and shoots the toilet, causing the water main to break and flooding everybody out of the apartment. The pigs, okay, yeah. the pigs chase Fritz down the street into a synagogue. Fritz manages to escape when the congregation gets up to celebrate the United States' decision to send more weapons into Israel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 
<laughs> Again, that was like, whoa. Okay. Yeah, very like, political, this movie. Like, very 70s. It was like so 70s, yeah. so just like what the fuck <laughs> aggressively political and yeah. that's actually so this is where i'm gonna sort of quickly mention real quick um that i'd say the major difference between this this movie and the comic strip based on what i sort of glimpsed is that the comic strip by robert crumb is um pretty much just like it's a lot of sex and drugs and it's like very very like focused on that like that aspect of it i mean robert crumb his art was very transgressive and very like um vulgar and sort of uh, irreverent and you know there would often be sort of like uh sort of fixations on scatological sort of aspects and things and he was kind of i think that his because i was reading a little bit about this movie and I think the director who made this movie sort of took the comic strip and made something a little bit more politically themed with it because I don't feel like the comic strip. um, And again, this is just based on like sort of what I looked at and what I read. I feel like the comic strip was less politically oriented. So, so I guess they decided to make, to take the comic strip strip and make something actually like sort of, you know, uh, smart with it even though when you watch the movie and you have no context to work with it doesn't seem <laughs> like it doesn't seem like oh really like because it, it it's true that like sort of the the overall premise of this movie is this cat just likes to go around banging people but um r- really that's nothing compared to the, the actual comic though okay so like the comic is really more like hardcore i mean y- yeah Fritz makes it back to his dormitory where his roommates are too busy studying to pay attention to him he decides to ditch his bore of a life and sets sets all of his notes and books on fire the fire spreads throughout the dorm finally setting the entire building ablaze another 70s stereotype of you know the college kid not we're not wanting to go with the man or the system or whatever you know ditching that whole thing yeah like oh you're just teaching me to be a cog in the machine and you know i want to be my own person i want to establish my independence so this movie was full of that like i've you know seen like when a lot of this 70s dialogue comes up and stuff i'm like i kind of don't even know what you're saying yeah. <laughs> and that's what i was feeling with this movie too it it kind of beats you over the head with it like I, I i definitely i definitely sympathize with that kind of attitude i really do like i grew up i mean i was raised by people with that kind of attitude so i i get it and i understand it but i yeah i definitely like it is pretty like ugh, like another one of these speeches where <laughs> yep. he's like, talking about how much everything sucks like you know there's definitely a time and place for that it's just i guess it's just not necessarily what i look for from an animated x-rated movie Uh, (laughs) yeah uh in a bar in harlem fritz meets duke the crow at a pool table 
After narrowly avoiding getting into a fight with the bartender, Duke invites Fritz to bug out and they steal a car, which Fritz drives off a bridge, leading Duke to save his life by grabbing onto a railing. Mm. Okay. Yep. That yeah, that bar, <laughs> yeah, that bar scene was kind of intense because it's like at first he's there and he's starting to impress them, but then like you know, of course he makes stupid mistake, you know, which I've seen, yeah. I've actually seen people make this mistake before where they refer to a black person as boy, which is, oh, is that, is that I what mean, it's said? not, yeah, which is, it's not really, it's not really respectful to refer to anybody that way anyway, but like, especially not like to a black person considering that there is something of a history to that word. And so that, of course, you know, resulted in a lot of chaos. And and I'm guessing that it wasn't because he was racist, but more because of the fact that he just, you know, he was he grew up in a particular time period or whatever. Like, and so I think the film was trying to kind of like illuminate the fact that there is so, uh, that a lot of these folks who really are for like pushing against the establishment and stuff are in their own ways out, out of touch you know yeah because he seemed like one of those just privileged college kids fritz was it seemed like one of those type of guys yeah and in a way it kind of felt like his journey like the journey that he kind of went through in this movie was was almost like trying to kind of escape from the confines of his traditions you know yeah yeah the two arrive at the apartment of a drug dealer named bertha whose cannabis joints increase Fritz's libido. Uh, while fornicating <laughs> with Bertha, he, he comes to the realization that he must tell the people about the revolution. He runs off into the city street and incites a riot during which Duke is shot and killed by one of the pig officers. Yeah, that was the most disturbing scene in the whole movie. That, that was really hard to watch. <laughs> like because like suddenly because up until that point the movie was like pretty humorous and it kind of continued to be humorous for the most part but then you get this really intense sequence where this particular character is is executed by the police and then it kind of goes into this internal sort of monologue where he's like bleeding out and having like these the series of flashbacks of like you know witnessing various other like racial related crimes and and the movie kind of dwells on that for a while and then he kind of just dies really slowly and painfully and it's just you know pretty gruesome and it's like whoa what the fuck (laughs) right yeah Yeah. you know like it was smart but it was like you know definitely something of a like slap to the face though for you know probably a lot of folks i would imagine watching this in the theater and smoking to <laughs> high heaven and then suddenly having to kind of like think about like the fact that oh yeah police brutality against like black people is you know pretty like it happens a lot and so it, it was an interesting sort of way for the film to sort of like remind you of that reality although it doesn't necessarily pull you out of the movie that much because up to that point like you do kind of like you do kind of understand the character a little bit more like he's the only other character in the whole movie besides fritz who gets any kind of development so that's that that was at least an 
it was it was well done it was just really brutal that's all yeah yeah it was wild <laughs> yeah uh, Fritz hides in an alley where his older Fox girlfriend, Winston Schwartz, finds him and drags him on a road trip to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And I will say before, the the race riot was like a war because they fucking brought gunships in and dropped bombs on people and shot them up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. I mean, and, and they show all of it, you know, like it's it did feel like a war sequence. <laughs> And mm-hmm. even the sound design and everything, you know. Yeah. So. And also, like, the planes and stuff fly. I mean, that did happen in 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 uh, Tulsa, actually. The the Tulsa incident, where um, an entire black community was firebombed. Oh right, be- yeah, yeah. Because one person decided to lie about being assaulted. I mean. That's the kind of shit that happens when people lie about things like that. And people do lie about that kind of shit. So and it and it definitely happens a lot with with again, not to like make it into a political talk, but it definitely happens a lot with black people where like a white woman will accuse a black person of rape and, or abuse. You know, I know that's probably not a word we're supposed to use is rape, you know, so but um yeah like it it, and so that kind of thing happens and it has happened and it has resulted in stuff like the tulsa incident so i don't know that was an interesting sort of parallel i felt like and i think that they did kind of point that out at a couple points too during that sequence they 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 made like a couple references to it so yeah they're on a road trip when their car runs out of gas in the middle of the desert, he decides to abandon her. Uh, he later meets up with Blue, a methamphetamine-addicted Nazi rabbit biker, along with Blue's horse girlfriend, Harriet. They take yeah. a ride into an underground hideout where two other revolutionaries, the lizard leader and John, a hooded snake, tell Fritz of their plan to blow up a power station. <laughs> okay yeah so this this i did not see coming because up until that up until this point in the movie the film was pretty upbeat you know and then it turn it takes a very desolate turn once yeah. fritz yeah. decides to become a revolutionary <laughs> yeah and before they joined that too there was just a there was just a quick scene of a dog helping him out that had a bunch of chickens that he just beat to death because <laughs> yeah. they were making a bunch of noise. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> that was so ridiculous. Cause yeah, they're, they're, they, they, their car is broken down. This guy with all this, these chickens show up, he beats the chickens to death and then he looks at their car and he's like, Oh, you guys are out of gas. And then he drives away. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh, what was that point of that? <laughs> I mean, maybe it's supposed to highlight the excess of, the 60s or something i don't know i think it was like because they thought it was but like he was making up all these words or something but mm-hmm. then the actor guy that actually knew something was like no you city slickers you're just out of gas <laughs> <laughs> yeah that which is again like pretty funny and actually I, like that kind of thing ha- again has happened in um somebody i know um their car they thought their car broke down and then it turned out they just weren't looking at the gas gauge i mean that I've been in the in a vehicle 
<laughs> I've been in the vehicle in the vehicle of someone who's done that that kind of thing. So <laughs> it was yeah. Um, when Harriet tries to get Blue to leave with her to go to a Chinese restaurant, he hits her several times and ties her down with a chain. Uh, when Fritz attempts to break it up, the leader throws a candle in his face. Blue, John, and the lizard leader then throw Harriet onto a bed and assault her. Uh, after setting the dynamite at the power plant, Fritz suddenly has a change of heart and unsuccessfully attempts to remove it before being caught in the explosion. Okay. And so this is like the point. Oh, wasn't there like a musical intermission at one point? Uh, maybe. Not that I remember. There's a few like just songs going throughout. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I, I remember there were like a couple points in the film where there was like, like a musical number. Which was, <laughs> it was cool, but it was like, yeah, you know, it didn't yeah. really have anything to do with the plot. And I will say that scene where like they, you know, tie the horse lady up and shit was like intense. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. It was disturbing. Yeah, like, you know? yeah, it was Nazi stuff and like. Like white supremacy type shit. It's like, whoa. Yeah. whoa. Yeah, this movie throws all kinds of stuff at you, you know, like <laughs> sort of an emotional roller coaster ride. You yeah. know, one, like one minute you're laughing, and then the next minute it's like you're witnessing these people trying to like do all this stuff, and it's like, oh man, this is messed up, you know? So, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, he unsuccessful, like their plan was he unsuccessful and to blow up a power plant. And uh, he unsuccessfully d- uh, stops it. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Which, yeah. So that kind of leads to the climax. I mean, that was, I would say that was basically the climax. And then there's just the ending of him in the hospital. It was weird as fuck. The ending is, again, kind of like Hansel and Gretel get baked. The ending is the main issue that I have with the movie. But, just ends, basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, what, what, does, what does Wikipedia have to say about the ending? Um, at a Los Angeles hospital, Harriet, disguised as a nun and the girls from the New York park, come to cover, comfort him in what they believe to be his last moments. Fritz, after reciting the speech he used to pick up the girls from New York, suddenly becomes revitalized and has another orgy with the trio of girls while Harriet watches in astonishment. It all seemed like a dream sequence. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. (laughs) It's like, I guess if you want to sort of follow that kind of trope, I I mean, I don't know, that felt like an ending from, from a porno movie. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if that was the intention, but I wasn't super into it. It's like, hmm, maybe you could have cut those last two minutes off or so and just left the movie or three minutes, however long that ending was. And just, I think the movie would have been good if it were 69 minutes long. You know, it would have <laughs> yeah. been the perfect, perfect length, length for a movie like Fritz the Cat, you know, so. 
Yeah. Yeah, he was like in a full body cast and shit and just tossed it off and started banging him <laughs> midair too. They were like just jumping yeah. on the <laughs> jumping on the bed midair banging. Pretty much. There was a lot of bed bouncing and a lot of like boobs flying and bouncing around in the air and just tits everywhere and then the movie ends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of it <laughs> you know like yeah there's all racial issues you know israel all that stuff but boobs <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. weird and i guess that's that that about summarizes the movie overall you know it's pretty much just all about freedom love sex and everything in between and uh yeah, it was a movie that was made in the early 70s that I guess was a response to the 60s. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I've seen a lot of movies like it that weren't animated, like Easy Rider and like other films like that that were kind of just stream of conscious. Like the plot just goes in whatever direction it goes in. And then like the people watch it and get stoned and think about it and it's interesting and life-changing and then we move on it's kind of one of those types of movies except it was animated you know yep yeah i don't know what were your overall thoughts on it both of you guys uh i thought it was all right i'm not the biggest fan of this style of animation Mm. yeah the the yeah, oh, go on. Uh, that was my biggest thing, really. But I didn't expect it to go where it went after the whole <laughs> the whole yeah. race war. After that, I was not expecting that. Like I, I knew it was going to be like sex and drugs, but not all that. Right. Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, definitely I was... did. Oh, go on. No, I was just like same. I was like definitely surprised by this for sure. I was like. It was intense, <laughs> way more intense than I thought it was going to be for an animated 70s movie. It really was intense, actually. Um, I, You know, it definitely takes you on a bit of a roller coaster, like I said, because, um, yeah, like on one hand, you got the free love aspect and you have the, the character kind of pursuing this whole wish fulfillment thing, you know, going through this various like sex scenarios but then you have these really heavy-handed political themes sort of not not necessarily weighing it down but kind of tied into that which in a way sort of i mean i don't want to say it takes away from the movie it's just um i would imagine though that the heavy-handed political stuff won't be for it won't be everybody's cup of tea for for folks who are watching this expecting sort of a upbeat sex comedy yeah (laughs) yeah very hard tonal shift yeah and when this movie gets dark and violent it gets dark and it gets violent yes like hideously so Mm -hmm. um and the animation is i mean it is a low budget movie and I mean, I'm always going to applaud hand-drawn or hand-drawn animation over 3D. But I will say that, yeah, I mean, I would agree that the, that the illustrations are, are pretty rough around the edges. And I have seen um, 
several of Ralph Bakshi's other films and I like a lot of them. And I, I do feel like his animation style got like improved uh, after Fritz the Cat. Cause when you, when you look at stuff like heavy traffic and wizards and stuff like that, you, he, he definitely like, um, you know, becomes a little bit more comfortable with, with that style of animation, but this is a pretty rough prototype, I guess. Yeah. And I'd say like also the sound design, like just the voice acting and stuff was a little hard to, decipher sometimes it sounded like they weren't in the best recording studio or in yeah. any recording studio <laughs> they're like out of in a tin can or something <laughs> they could have been recording in a park <laughs> right they yeah. could have just gotten stoned maybe they didn't even have a script maybe they just got stoned and then recorded shit and honestly i had that thought it. that thought did go through my mind for some of these scenes that was yeah. like is that what they're doing like yeah yeah, there are a few scenes actually where the characters, the way they talk, um, the characters in this movie don't talk like the way, like, like they don't talk in the way I've ever heard people talk. A lot of people in the, it, a lot of conversations in this movie feel a lot more casual and sort of just out of nowhere, like sort of, um, they, like not, a lot of it doesn't feel scripted, yeah. you know, so... I would consider this probably more of an experimental movie, actually. Um, you know, because I, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if that's what they... Because a lot of movies from this time period did that, where they would just go with it. You know, they wouldn't write a script. They would just go with whatever people felt like talking about and then make a movie out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, many, many movies did that sort of thing around this time. And I wouldn't be surprised if this was like an animated equivalent of that, you know, which kind of makes it a unique time capsule. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot to say about it. I, it's a good movie to get stoned to. I'll give it that. You know, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, but it definitely won't be for everybody. Yeah. You know, to say the least. So. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Do either of you have any more thoughts on it? I'll try not to interrupt. I know I've been doing that a lot. So. <laughs> no, that's fine. No. Not really, no. We more or less covered it, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I don't know. Would would you guys say overall that it was still like pretty fun despite the dark material? Yeah. 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 It was a good watch. <laughs> yeah. For at least something to see. I mean of a different time and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hard to put into words, honestly. Just I guess I'm kind of the odd one out this time. I mean, every every time we record one of these episodes, one of us is always always chooses a movie that's kind of different from the other two. Like, <laughs> I don't know, the time that I chose Quigley, I remember like the other two movies you guys chose were kind of like more or less like in tune with what was going on, whereas mine was just a cheesy Christian kids movie. <laughs> but now I've chosen a weird animated drug movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> it's good to um, have variety, though. It is, yeah. yeah. And I've wanted to see this for a while. Yeah, so. I've never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, I don't think a lot of folks have heard of it. Now that I think about it, I, which is interesting because I, I sort of feel like this movie was something of a benchmark. Like, like I personally can't imagine The Simpsons existing if this movie hadn't already existed. You know. Mm -hmm. It did like pretty well at the box office too. Oh yeah, that's another thing. It was a success considering how low budget <laughs> sure. it was. Like that's yeah, pretty amazing. Budget was seven hundred thousand. It made ninety million. 
Whoa. That's seventies money too. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. And th- and just that much for an animated movie. Like whoa. Yeah. That's cra- that is <laughs> that's crazy. That's yeah. wild. I mean when you put that into context, it kind of makes it it makes it like easy to appreciate it even more. It's kind of like how I felt yeah. when I found out that all the cheesy CGI in the fountain was actually practical effects. Suddenly I was like, whoa, that makes me like the movie uh, like 10 times more because I thought that was just stupid bullshit CGI with Darren Aronofsky doing whatever he wants. But no, it turned out Hugh Jackman actually did sit in a bubble. (laughs) 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 You know, like it's interesting how sometimes when you find out something about the making of of a particular movie, it makes you like it more, you know, just yeah. yeah that's that's wild but like for a movie for an animated movie that was made for less than a million dollars like i mean was b movie made for a million dollars uh, i don't know maybe <laughs> that was low budget too but who knows cg movies are expensive so i'd have to imagine that's, yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean overall like it was definitely an interesting movie and it was also it was especially interesting to watch as an adult because watching it it, at whatever age i did all of it went over my head like so but um i'd probably give it like three or a four i mean personally yeah i'd give it a three cool yeah yeah i'd give it a three as well (laughs) it was was good Yeah, I'm glad I chose it. I, I like I didn't really know what to expect. I mean, even though I had seen it before, all I really had going on was the like X-rated animated sort of novelty of it. I didn't expect it to be as political as it was. So, you know, but at least it didn't have aliens in it, which is more <laughs> that I could say for the movie we're about to talk about next. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I know that was kind of a lame segue, but <laughs> it was a hard one like, for this one. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to make a segue for all three, but I just couldn't think. I, at this point, I'm like, oh, what did this slide? Oh yeah, aliens. Here we go. All right, I'll go with that. <sighs> okay, so aliens. So, so what was the movie that you picked? It was Starleaf. All right. And how would you how would you describe uh, Starleaf? Um, Joe Rogan's wet dream. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, pretty much. I was gonna <laughs> mention that shit too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but totally, you're pretty much I was right. Totally gonna say you mentioned him. <laughs> it's got his fucking company in it in my box. Yeah. Yeah, that on it shit. I was, yeah. I was gonna, it's like, I was about to, I was, is he gonna make a cameo? <laughs> I was half expecting to make a cameo or at least make a producer credit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I looked through producers. This is like, they they can't allow that, can they? But I guess they did. Yeah, I was actually kind of disappointed that he didn't show up in it. Right. I mean, I I used to listen to him a lot. But not so much since he moved to Spotify. But 
I know most people gave up after that because so, yeah. you know nobody wants to listen to him on Spotify. Everybody was more into the YouTube shit. I mean, yeah. Oh well. I actually haven't really listened to him, but I I'm familiar with who he is. I know a lot of people who really are into him, and I, a few people have like sent me clips of like a particular like I, I've gotten into like a million different conversations about god knows what with random people on the internet and random friends and then they'll send me like a joe rogan clip and be like oh what do you think of this and then i'll watch it and i'll be like oh i think of this that's really mike's my extent of joe rogan the only other thing i can think of that he did was the whole carlos mencia when he went after him and was like you yeah i actually appreciated that because honestly like carlos mencia does kind of suck when it comes to doing that kind of thing but whatever he straight up stole jokes he admitted it too yeah he's a thief fuck him yeah (laughs) (laughs) so what what inspired you to choose um star i keep wanting to call star flower star leaf (laughs) that could be either or all right that works (laughs) yeah so I, I follow this guy on Instagram called Holiday Horrors. And every year he posts a stack of 420 movies. I'm like, I've never heard of that one. This one caught my eye. Aliens yeah. and weed. Okay, I'm in. Yeah, it's a winning combination. <laughs> <laughs> well. Except. <laughs> <laughs> not in this case. <laughs> yeah, no, not, not entirely. <laughs> I'm just going to read the wiki. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> uh, the, the There's film, not a whole lot to say. I mean, it's. Nah, yeah. Not really. Uh, the film begins with Tim and James as Marine snipers in the Hindu Kush mountain range of Afghanistan mm. on a mission to assassinate a high ranking Taliban leader. Their mission is soon compromised when a young child enters the scene, forcing James to take a risky shot that accidentally leads to the child's death. Uh, yeah. Which, of course, I gasped at because I was, you know, so stoned that I was like, whoa, this movie is heavy. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know, maybe that, I mean, I think, I think, honestly, like I was in the right state of mind when I watched this. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Anyway, go on. That's good. Because I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh man, this is like war shit and stuff. This movie's gonna go to places. Like that's the <laughs> attitude that I was. Yeah. Alright. Uh, one year later, Tim and his girlfriend Martha are on a road trip with James to La Push, Washington. Does it say one year later? I don't. I thought it said two on the crawl, like two yeah. years later. I think it did too. I don't even remember. <laughs> or no, it said uh, two tours later. Uh, okay. I think. Okay. I don't know. Some yeah, increment of that. time later. <laughs> yeah. Fast forward. Uh, Tim is hoping the trip to the beach will help James with his PTSD. They stop at a mysterious biker's house named Seth Guardrail Slaughter. That's <laughs> what this guy's name was. Oh, I didn't get that at all. I missed. Yeah. 
Yeah, I caught that. <laughs> Wait, what was that? What was the last part? The Seth guardrail slaughter. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, I I didn't remember that was his name. So no, it was barely talked about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know he had a name. Like I remember. I didn't like, either. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, wait a minute. No, I take that back. I think I figured out his name when I looked at the credits. So never mind. I, I just didn't figure out his name when I was actually watching the movie itself. I just figured it out once the credits rolled. So never mind. Yeah, I think I went back because I was like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so they stop at the biker's house to get a map that will lead them to a legendary strain of extraterrestrial cannabis growing in the Olympic mountains. Mm. Yeah, it's magic starleaf. Yeah. Um, the trio use the map to navigate their way towards finding the Garden of Whedon. <laughs> a lot of a lot of weed puns in this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of a lot of the dialogue consists of weed puns. Eventually, they find the extraterrestrial marijuana, and Martha proceeds to violate the first rule of the Grove: no cell phone usage. That could give away the GPS coordinates of a secret stash. Yeah, so well, like, isn't that because she's like an Instagram star or something? something i don't know yeah and there's other rules no pictures you gotta destroy the map which yeah. they seemed like they only had one because they like brought it out in that case yeah yeah but, yeah and no taking anything back out of yeah. there yeah you already know they're gonna break the rules but eh, yeah they still you know make a point to establish them so yeah, once they're established, you know they're they're gonna break them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because these characters are like you can tell they're a little bit reckless, you know. Like, although I will say, and maybe I mean you guys can feel differently if you want, but actually, I I sort of grew to like these characters a little bit. Like at first, I was kind of I was mostly just annoyed by them. Like, oh my god, I want these people to die like so <laughs> right, bad. Yeah, like, like the girlfriend was obsessed with twilight and shit <laughs> yeah i was just like these people are just awful but then eventually i was like yeah actually i do kind of care about them a little bit like and i kind of felt bad like for wanting them to die at the beginning of the movie i was like oh damn you know, felt guilty over you know what i wanted to have happen to fictional characters i don't know anyway um, around a campfire, they begin to smoke the star leaf and experience a wide range of hallucinations and visions. Which I hate when movies do that with weed. Yeah, yeah. hallucinations yep. are just yeah, no. Saw Doesn't the, happen. I thought the same thing too. Yeah, yeah. But I kind of gave it a little bit of a pass if it is really extra. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but still, in any other movie, like, no, that doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're somebody who tends to have like a little bit of a, I guess, like paranoid sort of um, demeanor, then um, if you're really stoned, then you can sort of come to conclusions that aren't necessarily true. Yeah, I would imagine, you know, but 
that's probably about the closest thing you can come to hallucinating yeah. if you're under the influence. Um, and the way this film depicted the the hallucinations, it was way too vivid. Yeah, like so, they're literally taking psychedelics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's like, okay, obviously what you guys are smoking is not weed. Because... <laughs> <laughs> or I guess it's alien weed. <laughs> I mean, they might as well have taken mushrooms. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. But that, what would this movie be called if they took mushrooms, I wonder? Shroom leaf? I don't know. <laughs> star star shroom. shroom. Yeah, it would, have, it would have to have the star. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the star really makes the title. Because when you t- when you mentioned the title, I was like, "Ooh, star!" Like that was. I, I didn't even think about the leaf part, which is why I keep thinking it's called star flower. I was like, "Ooh, this is about stars." So. <laughs> there is a horror movie called Shrooms, though, which I I'm I was contemplating picking a while back. Oh, yeah. Oh, maybe we'll get to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. I would, you know, I'd watch a shroom themed horror movie any day, you know? Yeah. So I'll watch a shroom theme anything any day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they start to hallucinate and have visions. James starts to hear voices, uh, which are Afghan voices, as his PTSD begins to manifest violently. Then a UFO flies overhead. The group cannot tell if these things are real or just side effects of smoking Starleaf. To their shock, a forest ranger named Ranger Dave suddenly enters their campsite as well. Joining them around the campfire, Mm. Ranger Dave proceeds to give an awkward and mysterious oral history of the Starleaf and what what its spiritual effects are on those who smoke it. Mm. Yeah, so this guy is kind of like a what do you call him um i mean as soon as i saw him i was like oh man what a what a buzzkill you know but then he went all but but then he kind of was like oh like then he started started doing a deputy winston type of thing where he was like oh maybe this guy is kind of chill you know but then he ended up kind of being the main sort of like their spirit guide kind of thing yeah which I mean, I don't know about you guys, but like having a ranger be a spirit guide when you're high is kind of terrifying. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. really like that idea. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> I kept calling yeah. him officer instead of ranger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, I don't know. I was, I wasn't into that that artistic choice. Yeah, any yeah. figure of authority in that situation is not good. <laughs> yeah. Even exactly. though they're in like, a, even though they're in a legal state. Yeah, and yeah. Look, that's one thing about the three movies that we chose are different legalities of weed too. Is obviously it was illegal in Fritz the Cat, Hansel yeah. and Gretel was semi legal, and this one it is legal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that kind of makes the, I, I'd say out of the three films, this one, and this is a little bit rare considering the type of movies that you usually choose, Zach. But I'd say out of the three films we chose in this episode, this one was probably the easiest to digest. I mean, yeah. no pun intended. And yeah. <laughs> and yeah. one of the the funnier uh, moments I thought when they were tripping out was like the girlfriend was like, "Oh, he he only jacks off to Asian furry porn now <laughs> oh, yeah. about his about his 
that Tim character and he, she looks to the main guy. And he's like, do you like Asian furry porn? <laughs> and he was out of it. He like couldn't speak anything. He's like, oh, uh, uh, uh. and then he's still, and then she's like, of course you do. Everyone does. Everyone likes Asian furry porn. <laughs> and just yeah. and they were and then he started hallucinating of like an Asian girl dancing. <laughs> that was, was funny. Like... <laughs> that made me laugh. Yeah. And also in the back of my head, I was thinking, you know, if this guy likes furry porn, I mean, if he can, you know, if he can live without the Asian side, then I don't know, Fritz the Cat might be the movie for him. Yeah, right up his alley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah which oh by the way and i'm sorry to uh, off a little bit off topic but did you know that there's a sequel to fritz the cat oh yeah yeah i did not <laughs> when i was in high school a particular person asked me if i like if asked me for recommendations for like fucked up weird movies and i was like oh i remember fritz the cat was pretty out there and he looked it up and he couldn't find the first one, but he could find the sequel for some reason. And I had never seen the sequel. And, but he watched the sequel and told me all about it. And it sounded really messed up. So I was like, oh, God, I got to watch the sequel. But then I don't think I ever did. So. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but I, I, I think but it was actually a class that you were in, Zach. So you might remember who I'm talking about. Huh? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe not. Maybe. <laughs> So go on, Starleaf. So Ranger, Spirit yeah. Guide, yeah. There's not a whole lot left to this movie. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, basically the rest of the movie is about the the. It, it ends up kind of being about one character. Like the other two characters kind of get just get ditched. It's like okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Strange sequence of events. <laughs> yeah. At this yeah. point, it's just like goes off the rail. Yeah. 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 Um, do you want to try to summarize it on your own or would you like to I'll read what read they got one? here and we can okay. fill in the blanks, I guess. Okay. Uh later that night, James is woken by mysterious orbs floating inside his tent. Uh along with the rest of the group, they experience multiple alien encounters that force them to flee the campsite. It's, that was a pretty good chunk right there. there. Yeah, that was kind of the, the main part of the movie was the whole alien thing. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I'm trying to remember what all happened then. Um, let's see. <clears throat> there was a chase scene. There was a scene where the main character has a flashback um he ends yeah. up digging out a rifle um and then he at one point he feels he thinks that he may have murdered his friends um Some very bad cg blood <laughs> yeah the worst i was like oh man yeah it was so bad squibs yeah there was one point where the the ranger guy's hand went over the blood and the blood was still on that sucks <laughs> yeah and the chase scene was pretty shitty too they were driving in the prius yeah there was like some feral lady thing that like jumped oh, on top of them yeah what was that it turned out to be the girl herself 
yeah later on it was like the girl like what the fuck oh yeah and also like and also later on they sh- he was looking at it and it was an actual roadkill that would look so badly cgi <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and there was then a the lot thing- of really shitty cgi and the things that stopped him too were just two tiny logs yeah like i don't see why they couldn't have just because they were two strong army men why couldn't they just get out and like move the logs out yeah. of the way they were tiny logs that's that was exactly dumb. what i was thinking <laughs> yeah. yeah like <clears throat> um i don't know there were a lot of oh, sorry there were a lot of inexplicable <laughs> things that happened in the last act that i didn't really understand um like uh Sorry, I gotta move my table a little bit. It's uh, one of the, yeah. Uh, there were, yeah. I think that, I think the the biggest issue with the movie though had a lot to do with just the fact that um, when it when it came to like how everything unfolded and the way like it all kind of like collapsed and stuff, like how everything just sort of went berserk all at once and it went into like the whole interdimensional type of stuff. Um, there wasn't really any sort of logic to it. There were no sort of pre-established like rules or anything. It was just kind of the movie just doing whatever the hell it wanted. And like, uh, insert trip scene here. Yeah, exactly. Stuff was happening. Yeah, and and that kind of thing can work to a point, but um, it, with a movie like this, though, it, it can actually kind of become a little bit a little bit of an irritant, um, only because if you spend like half an hour developing these characters and trying to like make us like them and then suddenly there's like no logic and the characters can just either die or disappear or do or switch alliances or whatever the hell like die and then come back because he he was holding a stick and they they weren't dead it was just him hallucinating i don't yeah eventually he kind of just stopped caring yeah and it's just yeah which is a bummer because I actually did care about the characters at the beginning. And so, you know, then you, they go on this weird like journey, like this, you know, trip and it's like, okay, well, I guess these characters are just stuck in the twilight zone then. And yeah. Yeah. But anyway, there's another movie that does the whole, this whole tripping in the woods thing better. Uh, The ritual. I don't know if either of you have seen that. I love the ritual. So good. Yeah. Does this yeah. whole trip thing way better, and it has a point to it. <laughs> it does. I mean, this movie it kind of has a point, but it's just not a very firm one, you know. Whereas the ritual, the the point is very smartly um, emphasized. Like you, you can understand what the movie is about if you're paying attention. Yeah. Whereas and... this movie, if you're even if you're paying attention, there's no like the movie yeah. just kind of changes the rules. So. The only real reason for it was to reiterate that he has PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty that was much. the whole. That was the basic plot. Is yeah, he has PTSD. He's trying to shake. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Although I did. Oh wait. Do you want to read the rest of the plot summary before I share my thoughts on it? Yeah, I can do that. Um. Soon it's discovered that Tim has stolen some starleaf clippings, a major violation of the rules governing the starleaf grove, and the reason behind the growing alien interference. Uh, The group is split up, escaping into the woods. James suffers multiple PTSD flashbacks. Uh, Ranger Dave and Seth Guardrail Slaughter intervene on his behalf. 
on his behalf, offering him an opportunity to redeem himself and his friends if he's willing to return Tim's stolen starleaf back to the grove, despite the alien threat. James rises to the occasion, facing his most troubling fears, and returns the starleaf successfully, allowing him to process to process fully his PTSD experience in Afghanistan and leading to much-needed healing for himself and Tim. The film ends with the group finally making it to the beach and surfing the ocean waves. Which is pretty much what the main character wanted to do from the beginning. So Yeah. Like, yeah. And it um, kind of was the whole, it was all a dream ending. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it probably, just... Yeah. It was weird. Like, yeah. like he, the hip, I, don't, I couldn't tell. Was it a dream or just time time travel i don't know because the hippie was using magic on the aliens oh, yeah <laughs> he was blasting yeah. them with like psychic powers or some shit and then yeah you just said it was from like a jewish but, proverbs or something yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah but, then, um, but then they wake up about like they just he the main jake wakes just like wakes up in the back of the car at the <laughs> Slot, what was his name? Slaughter Dave Biker Chains. Seth yeah. Guardrail Slaughter. Yeah. Seth Guard Slaughter Chains. <laughs> um, in, okay, well, I'll tell you what I liked about this movie, and I'll tell you what I didn't like about this movie. Um, I think. Well, okay, I'll I'll start with what I didn't like. I think I think the problem with this movie, the main problem with this movie, is that. They're trying to say something a little bit deeper than the average genre film. They're tr- I think that the people who made this movie are trying to say something. They're trying to indicate something about what it means to experience trauma and what it means to live with trauma and what it means to not let the trauma of the past drag you down. Which I actually do like that message. Like I, I, I think that it, it, the movie doesn't make it very clear, but I think yeah. that the movie is trying to say something about like what it means to let go of the things that are that that you're afraid of yeah because um, they, they implied like you know they were self-medicating with his prescription and the weed but it yeah. ends up resolving with you know him <laughs> jake saying i forgive you for we're forgiven or because he was the, like the other guy was the spotter for the sniper and it was like it's not your fault i know exactly it's yeah. not your fault yeah, and I mean these characters. I mean, once you actually do get to like them, you can sort of uh, you can understand like sort of the the guilty feelings of the main character, and you can understand why like an experience like this can be you know kind of uh, kind of a rough sort of you you can understand why it's rough going. Um, but the movie, you know, it does try to kind of like establish that he had to go on a, a, a on a journey. Um, with this magical weed in order to kind of have that epiphany and then once he has that epiphany it's like okay now we can chill out and go to the beach and party and all that stuff i mean in my opinion like unless you are with the right combination of people or you are with you know or or if you are like under the right series of circumstances it's kind of difficult to have that kind of revelation just from smoking weed um but obviously this is magical alien weed so i guess you know like (laughs) you know the um you got to stretch your disbelief you know when it comes to this kind of and that's that's all good uh 
Yeah, and I'll I'll say like too, like the whole thing was it's just Jake was the only one that remembered any of that because they they come like it ends with him just them returning back to that guy's place, and I feel it would it made a little less sense that Tim was like okay like why are you saying this out of the blue now why are we being forgiven why aren't we still going to get this weed to have a good time yeah let's get out of here man (laughs) after just saying that's all he was like i forgive you it wasn't your fault and tim was like that's all i wanted to hear you say (laughs) that's all i wanted to hear he was like okay and and that actually i'm glad you said that because that kind of brings me to my main problem with this movie and that that is that like the film actually does take the time to make the other two characters, the, the, the girlfriend and the boyfriend. Um, it does kind of make you like them at, at a certain point. It does kind of make you sort of understand them a little bit. I would have liked to have seen them go on that kind of journey as well. You know, yeah. um, I felt like this movie was mostly just focused on the, on the, on the guy that was traumatized. And although I can understand why it was focused on him because he was the one who, who was most in need of this kind of revelation um i just felt like it was just kind of a bummer it was kind of disappointing it's like yeah mm. i mean it kind of does do that with those other two but it invalidates it completely with the ending of it yeah. being, being a dream for everyone but jake or whatever yeah exactly and i don't really even understand why they why they did that because it didn't need to be a dream it could have been just these people went on a really serious trip and, yeah and then know, just then can... made it out of the forest yeah and then they go to the beach and that's that they did the star leaf shit and life goes on like you know they had their mind-blowing trip or whatever i don't know i think that it was a little bit of a missed opportunity but i do understand i i do get what they were going for i'm glad the movie was only um 70 minutes uh Yes. Yes. I'm glad that yeah it didn't, <laughs> it didn't overstay its welcome. Yeah. I'm sure you guys were probably pissed off at the ending and all that, and I was yeah. a little bit too, to be honest, because it was unnecessary. But I don't know. In the end, I actually did kind of enjoy it because um, I, I mean, it, it is. It, it I didn't end up pausing it. I didn't end up like you know di- getting distracted or anything, which is kind of rare for these types of movies um when you know when i watch a movie like this oftentimes it'll hit a slow spot and then i'll I'll pause it and i'll use the bathroom and then i'll like pick up a book or i'll like read an email or something and then i'll get distracted and i'll be oh shit i gotta finish this movie and then i finish it you know i watched on tubi that had ads (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) yeah i watched it on amazon because it was free on prime but oh Oh, was that the one that was free on I watched one of these. All all of them were free on Prime, actually. Oh, I, I didn't like, see this. Sweet. I didn't know. Yeah, this was definitely the one I didn't see on Prime. I watched the other two on it, huh? Okay. Yeah, yeah, the when one I, I googled watched... it, it didn't show come up for me, huh? Oh, okay. Damn Google! Yeah. it showed up for me. I don't know why. I I looked it up on on Amazon Prime. Yeah, although it did say Starleaf dash clean yeah yeah. which i don't know what that meant but yeah i almost watched the tubi one because it said that yeah huh but the run times were pretty much the same yeah that's that's what i observed too i looked it up on tubi and it said the same run time so i'm like okay well i'm gonna hope that nothing was altered and 
didn't seem like anything was i mean everybody swore and there was blood and shit so and there was i mean i don't know if there was nudity i mean i usually i usually don't notice nudity strangely enough so um, because i I saw it on tubi and there was no nudity no okay yeah um i don't know i mean i whatever maybe the one i watched was edited or altered or censored or whatever but i i I mean if it was i wasn't distracted by it and uh i don't know i still enjoyed it honestly i mean i'm glad i watched it it was an interesting choice wasn't ordinarily the kind of thing i i mean i would say this is really more of a comedy than it is a horror movie it doesn't really become a horror movie until about the last like 20 minutes or so and then even then it doesn't really go that far it's like oh shit did he kill his friends Uh oh that's like the most horrific thing about it yeah um you know and then it turns out he didn't so it's like oh okay so i guess that's fine he's okay (laughs) and then uh (laughs) um I don't know. I'm, I'm. I enjoyed it a lot, though. I mean, it, it was definitely a bad movie. It was definitely cheap, and there were a lot of issues with it. And like I said, the ending pissed me off. But I like the message. I like the acting. I like the characters, and uh, I don't know. It kept me interested. So, although I was really, really stoned, though, when I watched it. <laughs> Like really, really like that. I out of the three films, this is probably the one I was most stoned for, and uh, so maybe that had something to do with it. But Might yeah, be. I'd give it like a two or three personally. But that's just me. Maybe I'm crazy. Yeah, I didn't like it really that much. I'll give it that it did have a good message of like trying for PS PTSD confronting it instead of you know medicating it away is you know the the right way yeah. to do it you know medication of course is needed and helpful yeah but, very you know, but... you know confronting and coming to terms with it is the <clears throat> also needed but that's but, the key issue I think that's the key component yeah. is to confront yeah. it but other than that like everything just was weird and didn't just disjointed didn't it was it was a good runtime <laughs> so there was that <laughs> yeah uh, and then just the on it <laughs> the product <laughs> placement was just so blatant i was just like joe rogan where are you like because his yeah. shirt too because he was wearing an on it shirt the whole time and you could yeah. see the logo through half the movie i was just like come on <laughs> yeah yeah i miss that stuff but i i could imagine if i if i were aware of it, it would it would piss the shit out of me and i'd probably hate the movie because of yeah. it, so. and then the ending of course lame so i'll give it like a one and yeah. a half for me honestly yeah that's yeah fine. that's what i gave it to one and a half like uh i'll give you my letterbox review i said a good message in a shitty movie <laughs> yep there you yeah. go <laughs> something up yeah nice yeah I, th- I was expecting it to be more of like a one of the one of these hidden gem horror movies, but uh, I should have known better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, as much as I liked it, it's not the type of. I'm not gonna be like, oh, you want to see a good movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Never check no. out the fucking Starly. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah for like a nice little time you know by myself in my room home alone enjoying you know the time i have the 70 minute runtime watching a stupid movie 
it delivered in in my case. So. Yeah. There you go. That's good at least. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> and then I watched the fucking Wong Kar Wai movie afterward. I don't know what I was thinking. So, which I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's like a Hong Kong filmmaker. Yeah, but might have. Okay, he did Chongqing Express. Yeah, yeah. I bought a fucking. I I decided to buy the Criterion box set, which is the most ridiculous thing ever. Here, I'll even here. I'll drag it out because like this thing is so ridiculous. So this is what it looks like, and it's all fanciful. He's like a Hong Kong filmmaker, and. It took me like a ridiculous amount of time to even figure out how to open this thing because like I couldn't <laughs> even find the fucking sleeve. It turned out, oh, it's behind this. Oh yeah, I have to unfold this thing. And then, oh, what do I get? Oh, more things that I have to unfold. It's like, oh, wow. what the hell is all this shit? It's a and puzzle. It's like, it all this stuff. Yeah, it's like this big complicated, it's like what in the world? <laughs> That's like, crazy, wow. It's like they're... Uh... I mean, I guess I'm not surprised because I actually did spend like a decent amount of money for it, but holy crap. And then this book, like this book, it comes with like this big thick book, which is like heavier than I am. And the pages are thick. Like they're like these weird pages. Like, look at this shit. Like you can't even like what in the world? Like they, the pages actually open up. And then as if that's not crazy enough, you get the fucking look at this thing so this is where the discs are and then you open it up and it's like two people's faces and okay so i remember you were talking about how you didn't like how the discs are like like how certain box sets come in like like the discs come in sleeves or whatever oh yeah. my god you would hate this one because check this shit out so like you open it up and like they're like barely even in there they're like floating uh, floating yeah. discs and it took me almost 10 minutes to even find all the discs. There's like eight eight movies or something in this. And like, it turns out you have to like unfold them and like, like, I don't even know. Like, you have to like unfold them in a weird way. And like, then there's like more discs behind that. And then there's like more discs. It's like, what in the world is all this shit? Oh, wow. So that's, you know, that's what I did after I watched Starleaf was I unsolved this puzzle. <laughs> and then I watched Chunking Express. So yeah, that was and nice. that, that was a good movie. So that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Good times. You could clip that and put it up as an unboxing. Yeah. Oh yeah, I should have done that. Damn. Yeah. I'll cut it up if you want. <laughs> yeah, do it. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, either that or whatever, you know. But yeah, that was my one car wide experience. Nice. Have you seen the Fellini set they did? Sorry, I'm gonna go off on a rant. I have, and that's even more ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And I have that one as well. Hold on just a sec. Yeah. I actually bought it a lot because I took advantage of the half price off sale and I also had gift points. Hold on. I have no idea of the either of these things. The Fellini box set's bigger than my entire head. Look at this yeah. thing. Like I can't even fit this whole thing in the screen. Like, <laughs> like what in the wow. world? And then you open it up and there's like 20 different booklets and shit. And then you got this big box and then you got another box and it's like, what is this, Yahtzee? <laughs> like, crazy. But again, the movies are awesome and really it's worth watching. It's worth getting for the movies anyway, so it doesn't even matter. But still, mm. like, like I've watched at least four of these Fellini movies. I watched Le, Do- Le Dolce V. 
I watched Satyricon. I've watched several of these and I really love them, but damn, like these box sets are just out of control, you know? <laughs> anyway, so there was my uh, sort of uh, tangent <laughs> about what I did <laughs> the same day that I watched Starly. <laughs> anyway. Yep. So, how's life? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess that just about does it for this episode. I mean, unless you want to cut ahead to this part. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So I guess that just about does it for this episode. I'm glad that you enjoyed our 420 special. I hope you enjoyed our reviews of Star Leaf, Fritz the Cat, and Hansel, Hansel and Gretel get baked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed what we had to say about these three pictures, these three productions. <laughs> and uh, what do yeah, we got coming up next next week or next episode? Oh yeah, next time we're gonna talk about fucking dragon, dra- double dragon, the Mika droid beneath Disco Club Layla. Ooh, I remember the title. Mika droid Robo Kill. Oh yeah, Mika Droid Robokill. <laughs> what? Which, which did I miss the Robokill part? Yeah, yeah. Mika Droid Robokill. <laughs> At least that's what I've written down. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Mika Droid Robokill under Disco Club Layla, and uh, the stupids. The stupids. Yeah, I keep <laughs> wanting to call it the idiots, but no, no, that's a different movie. <laughs> We're not watching that one. I promise. <laughs> That's like Lars von Trier shit, you know? So, yeah, that's speaking of getting stoned. That's, you need more than just pot to watch that one. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Well, have a good night, folks. Lots of love and enjoy your February break, which will only last a day. And then afterwards, you're going to have to return to reality and be a normal February. Or April, I mean, shit. I'm getting the months smart, the the uh, months mixed up. So, yeah, April. So, mm-hmm. see ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.